You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. All right, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. This is Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. I have a very special, casual interview for you guys. Um, you guys have been going in on the casual interviews. You guys have been enjoying them. And today, I am joined by two great individuals of mine. I'm Justin by, I'm joined, excuse me, by Justin. And I'm joined by Ambrose. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, they have a, a movie coming out, a big story coming out. If you guys ever heard of The Balden of Gina and Frankie, um, I know that you guys have heard it. You guys, um, I've been seeing that uh, a lot of people really have been liking your stuff and your stories. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a really important story to tell. So, so yeah, it, for intro purposes, this is John Ambrose. So I'm the uh, director uh, of the film, the founder of Jambone Pictures, and uh, really excited about um, just how well this is doing and, and building up uh, a big audience for a story that needs to be told. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm joined by, by Justin, the, uh, the man himself, the legend. Uh, Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? It definitely will. Yeah, so this is Justin Chargulo. I'm the associate producer uh, for Jan Bone Pictures and the associate producer as well for the ballad of Gian Frankie. And we like to call this uh, Professional Wrestling's latest groundbreaking documentary. And we could also call it the, the you know, the cutting edge uh, combat sports documentary at this point. And um, I also play uh, the transgender phenom, the nomad, Gia Savage. And it's been a uh, hard-fought journey uh, throughout the industry, throughout a span of um, multiple years. And uh, it's been incredible doing this project and, and engaging in the story. You know? Now, I have a question for both of you guys. Um, the same question. So my first question is, what made you guys want to do this? What inspired yeah, you? Maybe I'll, I'll, yeah, no, good question. I'll, I'll start it out. So... I mean, interesting story. So I've known Justin since, well, I mean, we were maybe seven, eight years old. And I remember, you know, wrestling in Justin's basement and, and just having so much fun watching Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. And, uh, you know, we, so we were friends in school. And then uh, Justin ended up switching schools around, uh, yeah, I guess maybe right before high school. And we sort of fell out of touch, but I was following his career because I was hearing, oh, but Justin, you know, Justin's wrestling, you know, he's doing this and he's doing that. And I was, you know, just, just been following him ever since, watching his videos and whatnot. And, um, you know, then years later, you know, I, I became an entertainment lawyer, representing a lot of, uh, you know, different uh, production companies, created my own uh, production company and film house. And then I was like, you know what? But Justin has an amazing story to tell. We need to tell this. And we need, we need to make this happen. So I contacted Justin and, uh, we got, you know, we got back in touch. We talked about 
the story and then everything that, 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 that he went through all the trials and tribulations. And, uh, and we, and we, we were telling the story and it, it's, I mean, again, exciting documentary story that needs to be told and it's going to continue to many different um, formats, more content, more videos and films and even a comic book. We, we, we can get into that in a second as well, but this is, like this is growing like wildfire. So I'm really excited to be connected with Justin and telling the story. Yeah, Justin, uh, yeah, the story was very emotional, to be honest, and very uh, tragedy based. What I took away from uh, watching uh, the the movie. And yeah, well, you know, it's um, you go ahead. Oh no, no, no! I was I was going to finish up by saying um, I actually had my brothers. Uh, they're somewhat big wrestling fans as well, too. And I told them about the interview that I was going to do, and they actually watched it as well. And they actually had the same opinion that I had, which was uh, the story was very, you know, tragic. And, you know, uh, you that was doing the story, a part of the story, you know, you just wanted to be yourself, you know. And I understand that, you know, you really weren't accepted because of, you know, the transgender thing, and I know a lot of people in the, the wrestling world, it's kind of a, a touchy subject. And so I feel like this story definitely needs to be told. I feel like uh, transgender uh, pro wrestling and pro wrestlers really need to be accepted when it's all said and done. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a hard fought journey. And, you know, when I broke into the uh, professional wrestling industry, uh, technically June 20, 2004, I had my pro debut with uh, the story next door, Timothy Pittman. And then part of that is in, is in the documentary, um, some of it. And, um, you know, the, the, the crowd was small. There was barely anyone there. It was pretty closed. And there's a lot of sacrifices that you have to make in that industry. And at the time, you had the wrestling industry was at a, was at a point and is at a point and in some ways it's still like this where there was a lot of cold and calculating um, a moral behavior going on behind the scenes, a lot of times by bookers, promoters, and even sometimes by wrestlers that may have started out looking all nice and they turned into, in some ways, kind of like society's worst nightmares. Story, I had to enjoy this, especially in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, with someone whose name I will not mention, the fact that he was part of a huge tragedy with his wife in 2018. I will not mention that name. Um, but again, um, a lot of things went on, and you see a character uh, hit a lot of low blows, um, caused a lot of black eyes, a lot of sorrow, a lot of tragedies, um, things like that. And people like Frankie Firestar, of course, took advantage of that. Um, and, you know, doing that character and, and just being that, and being that individual and inside myself with that you know not everyone was accepting and people and a lot of times the wrestling, the wrestling industry at least back then you had guys that really exploited that and said okay this individuals are as vulnerable and naive I'm going to get get them yeah. and that happened quite a bit throughout the 15 years yeah that sounds very emotional and very I would say you know Cause I'm, I'm a young fan still, so I don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. You could attest to that cause you've seen it for yourself and especially someone 
you know, of uh, Frankie, you know, the character and the individual, you know, uh, it was hard for him to be accepted. And I know that you have to really go through the fire. Like, pretty much you have to go through hell to get accepted. You know, for... Yeah, and, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, there's a, there is a lot of hell with that. Um, and a lot of times, um, we are who we are because certain situations around us, environmental, lead us to becoming interesting personas. And a lot of times when we become these interesting personas... We do a lot of good for people, uh, more good, but sometimes we do, we get a little too good. And a lot of times when these environments lead us to this, we are also starving for love. And I've seen a lot of times in the restaurant industry, we have people that enter that business because they need a family. They come from bad or bruised backgrounds. And that could be why we look at the old school era and we see a lot of passion in the promos because for what it sounds like with the old school guys, a lot of those guys came from more tragedies and now we're seeing a lot of new guys coming in and they seem a little more polished. You take a tag team like uh, Top Flight, you know, Dante Martin and, you know, they came in AEW and how respectable and, and debonair and sweet they are. And we're seeing a lot of new guys come in and I know other speakers said, well, we've got a lot of soft guys coming in. I think we've got a lot of guys coming in that come from better backgrounds, but when I was in there, and also kind of like in that period in between of old schoolers, we had people in there, and I even had friends like this that needed love. Needed love, yeah. and yeah. a lot of times those promos, their, their desperation for love came out in those promos. And we even had Piper came out and said he left home when he was 13, blah, blah, blah. And we saw a lot of that back then that in those promos. And I'm sure Jordan, and I know John to relate to this, we've seen a lot of that throughout the year. Oh Old yeah, Ex definitely. And again, so I'm not in. I'm 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 not in the business or anything like that. And so, like, it's so interesting hearing your story and hearing the behind the scenes. Because I told Justin uh, before, you know, we contacted each other that I'm really into the behind the scenes stuff. I'm so into the stories because. I really want to see and hear what it's really like when it comes to the world of pro wrestling, especially with a, um, a LDBG uh, type of individual that's trying to get into the business. I know that individual is going to go through hell to get even accepted. And I think that really is sad. That really shouldn't be the case because, you know, that individual has the same love that I have has the same love that you guys have. And it's just pro wrestling, you know, at the end of the day. So hearing, you know, the story, it's very tragic, but, um, you know, you're overcoming it. You're doing what you love to do. And I have a question for Justin. So Justin, what made you want to really hone into this, um, this project? What guided you to want to be like, you know what? I think this is a great story to tell. Let's do it. Question more for John or for me? Sounds for John, right? Because yeah. the director. Yeah, for John. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, John. Yeah, no, okay. no worries. Yeah, no, like really digging in, like this story. Well, first of all, knowing Justin and following his career, 
and knowing what, what he's been through since he was a child and then hearing these things, you know, as he was um, getting into the industry, I was like, all right, this, this, this needs to happen. And then learning about this, you know, everything that, that Frankie was doing on, on his end, Frankie Firestarter. I mean, you watch the documentary, you'll see this guy is vile. He is yes. homophobic. He is evil. And, you know, the stuff he did to, to Gia Savage, like, ah, man, I, you know, it's just, it needed to be told. So not just telling the story about, about Justin and, you know, about Gia, but um, about this, these strange and really hostile encounters with, with Frankie Firestarter, um, you know, it's just, it's really disturbing. Um, and, uh, it, you know, you need to tell the story. You know, there's so much that wrestlers go through. It's just, you know, any, any wrestler goes through to make it right. What it does to their body, their psyche. Um, like, you know, everyone telling them that you're not good enough. You know, you watch documentary from the beginning, you, you hear Justin's mother saying like, you know, this is the end of it. Like no more wrestling. Like if you're so obsessed with wrestling, just go and watch it. What is this, you know, bullshit that you're doing? Yeah. Like, that was, that was crazy. Go through that. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody is, uh, you know, is, is saying, Oh, you're not good enough. And then, you know, to, to, to be, you know, uh, LGBTQ on top of that in a, in a very you know hostile environment. Yeah. It's a story that just hundred percent needed to be told. Like if I didn't tell it, you know, I would never forgive myself and, and probably someone would end up have, have ended up telling it, but like, it's just like, I think it's one of the most, you know, in, important, if not the most important storyline in all of wrestling right now. Yeah. And I feel like we should get more of these. I feel like you yeah. kind of are the first ones to really get the story out there. And I feel like some of them are afraid Absolutely. to, I, I think at the end of the day, because they feel like they're not going to be accepted. Especially Absolutely. when it comes Jordan, to, especially when it Jordan, comes to what, pro wrestling. Yeah. With Jordan, I just want to touch up on another thing with acceptance, and you know, we don't to, to also talk about documentary. What John and I have in this thing is that while you have the LGBT thing and bullying and things like that, we also have to also talk about the other types of people we have that are also chronicled within Shoot Journey. Uh, you know, we have the great personas that, and, and it's in you know. As Savage, I had to work. Got the, uh, I got to, you know, pleasure to work with so many people of all race, creed, uh, gender, uh, sexual orientation, all types of people. People right. that felt like they would never get a fair opportunity. People that lived all the way in the bottom, probably had a nickel in their in their wallet. But these people have shown, and I wish the media could depict these people more and more than what we got now, unfortunately that these people show, yeah, I may have a nickel in my name, but I'm going to keep fighting, climbing up the ladder, and no matter what, I don't need someone to give me a handout. I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to work my way up and get what i got to get here. And those people in this documentary, we have Tyrone Kidd, yes. the WCF guys, Angel Vega, Nelson Torres, Caroline Stewart, we have Ariane Clemente. Um, these guys, they, they were kind of, uh, you know, bottoms at times. They worked their ass up, and they said, listen, Everybody else here, everybody else here, I pretty much, you know, don't need someone, just hand it to me. You know, if someone gives them something for free, they'll say, you know, the hell with this, put that aside. I'm going to go out there, I'm going to work my way, work my way up there, and I'm going to show every single Tom, Dick, and Harry around the country and the world that I can measure up to any standards. And they have done that, and you see that in this movie. And that's what really, outside of your uh, story, in-depth story, that's what really gravitated to me with uh, this um, documentary 
that you had people like those individuals that were being, I would say, held down by the machine saying you're not good enough, this and that, you know, you're not good in the ring or you're not good on the promo. You don't have the look. You need to keep improving. Okay, well, you keep improving on that craft. Oh, wait, there's another problem and another problem. And it feels like management, you know what I mean? In regards to those individuals that you would see on TV, I could pinpoint a lot of them on WWE TV alone that those those, uh, individuals uh, that were in that film can attest to the individuals that, you know, I or you or anybody else that sees on, you know, AEW TV or WWE TV that are like, okay, that person has it. Why is it management not pushing them? What are they missing? And that's just me from a fan's perspective. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, we, we, well, that's what, you know, John and I have shown throughout this documentary. We, we show people that take pride in character development, and we bring that old school element back into this. And with this documentary, it's not like uh, 350 Days, which is a great movie, a wrestling documentary. There's other wrestling documentaries that are great, but they're more subtle and more moderate. You actually feel like with the Ballad of G and Frankie, we call it groundbreaking because it makes you feel like you are actually watching a, an indie show. You're actually up there seeing all these little storylines, other characters that you uh, drag along with them. Um, you know, and you know, I don't want to say drag. They, they, you know, they went there and busted their ass. But you know what I mean. But they all told the story. These are friends of mine that told the story here. With they are telling the story in the documentary, as Jonathan Furman. But we tell the story like you're watching an indie show. We want it to be innovative, which is why we call it Professional Wrestling's Latest Groundbreaking Documentary. And because it gets so real, we feel like we need to put this all under, not under sports entertainment, but combat sports, and it has a cutting edge to it. Oh, yeah, it had everything. I was actually surprised. When I watched it, I, the first thing I said to myself is, I've never seen this before. And I've seen a lot of wrestling documentaries. I've seen a lot of them. And I'm watching, uh, you know, and I'm watching it and I'm just like, damn, I feel bad for this person. Oh, this person's overcoming their tragedy. Okay, they're being respected. It's like everybody at the end of the day, you know, got some sort of clarity, I would say, in, in regards to the whole story. At the end of everything. Am I wrong in thinking that? Or am I in the ballpark? I mean, yeah, no, it's just a comment. I mean, no, I I appreciate that, that feedback. And I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of redemption. There's a lot, and there's a lot of, you know, I would say clarity that comes from, from watching something like this to, to help understand, but then some, it, it, it leaves also a lot of, you know, questions unanswered and like, but what, what's next? What does wrestling do next? And, and what's, yeah, what's next for, for G and Frankie? I'm not going to give anything away, but like, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot there. And, um, and you could, and, you could give it, you could give it away. Go ahead. You could give yeah. it away. It's okay. No, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, people, people need to watch it. Yeah. Then people need to watch it. And, you know, I, and what I will say, by the way, if you want to watch this documentary, I'm going to give you a, a link at the end of this podcast and you're going to be able to get a discount on it. Right. So on, on whether you want to rent it or you want to buy it, oh, perfect. Um, you're on this, you know, whoever's listening. Yeah. I'm going to make sure you get that because I, I appreciate the support and I want to, you know, spread this, uh, this message, this story to as many people as possible. 
And and we need a story like this to be spread out, especially, you know, when you look at the um the whole talent the whole totality in the world of pro wrestling, there's just not a lot of LDBG, you know, T in the world of pro wrestling. And I want to ask you guys, why do you think is that? Why do you think that's the case? Why don't you think there's a lot of them in the world of pro wrestling right now? Well, I mean, it could be a number of reasons why. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a, that's and a lot of people. There's going to be people that are going to agree with me, and there's going to be a lot of people that may say, you know, really, you know, what he's talking about here. And I can again, but we're we're short adults here, and I know I love professional wrestling fans because I know wrestling fans are real people, and we know we know as Gia Savage would say. We face, we take the real world, and we enter. If we dare, we enter. When we, you know, people say, "Do you want to enter the real world?" Enter if you dare. And oh, yeah, you, you put a dare on us. The wrestling fans enter the real world, and we have to dance here. So what I'm going to say is, be very, very concrete with this. And please, wrestling fans, you're listening to this. Please, be, I know you guys are going to be mature about it. Don't, don't message, don't put anything on those message boards, honey. Yeah, please so don't, guys. Please don't. The, yeah, what I'm trying to tell you with the LGBT. Um, with that is that we have also the cue, the questioning part. And there's times where a lot of us go through times where we think we're sure. That could be one component. I'm not saying it's the, broad, the whole thing, but that could be one thing. That a lot of times there's questioning going on. And again, that could be environmental. Now, if you go on the internet, there is an article by a professional psychologist about how um, females, young women now, especially now, go through psychological distress and that leads them to, you know, embracing same-sex relationships. So there's times where there's questioning going on about that. I mean, that's honest truth. I know some people are going to be like, well, is he out of his mind for saying that? No, out of my mind, I'm telling you the actual truth. I've dealt with these people. I've been close friends with people like this. So I've said to Justin, I'm straight now. I even had a woman that I was close friends with. So I, um, still, you know, uh, love as a friend, uh, professional violin player, Hope Carnac. Rekindle our friendship. Irene, are you out there? Whatever. I hope so. But anyhow, you know, yeah, she had to go through times too. And she was even realizing, you know, uh, you know, no, I, I, I'm sure what I want now. But there's times where a lot of us go through moments where we're thinking we're sure. And then before you know it, no, it was a phase. And, you know, a lot of times when we're young, Jordan and John, a lot of times when we're young, we really don't know what we want. We uh, think we know what we want, but we don't. And um, that could be another thing why this is happening, too, why people don't always come out in the forefront and do this. Right. That's one component. And it's on the internet, please. And you can have people be transitioning now. They get the exchange operations at 15 and be transitioning. People don't report that too much, but it's out there. Suicides have been caused by that. So with even transgenderism, which being transgender, you have to be sure that this is you. you got to be sure about that. There's people that successfully transition. Why? Because that is them. But then there's people out there that do this transitioning, and then they're kind of like unhappy. And you, you, then there's something missing. But when they successfully do it, this is them. They're doing what they got to do. They got their careers. They make millions of dollars. They're doing well. This is them. We love you for that. So it's a broad spectrum. And also, it's that there is a typical thing that there are some crime promoters out there still that are like, this is not my cup of tea. I'm an old school guy, blah, 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 blah. And I don't condone it. So, so pretty much what I took away that is from a fan's perspective, I'm going to talk about from a fan's perspective, 
we need to accept everybody. Um, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your nationality is. I really don't care. You love pro wrestling? Okay, great. We could talk because I love pro wrestling. Bottom line, that's it. That's it for me. You know, um, I don't judge anybody. I, I really don't. So you telling this story is eye-opening for me because, quite frankly, I never knew. I, I knew some people like Darren Young and um, some others that are in this same realm of people that you're describing that were afraid to come out, especially, you know, they're in the business of pro wrestling. Oh, it's all men, grown men, powerful men, um, you know, as they people would say and as fans would say, oh, there's not a lot of uh, or there's not, you know, any pussies that are around here. It's all grown men. You know what I mean? And, and if you come out and that's why I was fearing of Darren Young coming out um, when he did all those years, I was afraid for him that he was going to be blackballed from the business when he eventually came out. And I'm happy that that wasn't yeah. the case yeah. at all. You know, I'm happy that he was accepted. And so what people can take away from from this and this story is that you need to accept everybody for who they are, no matter what industry they're in, no matter if it's the music industry, if it's the pro wrestling industry, no matter what it is, you have the same passion, excuse me, as that individual. That's all that matters. Just be respectful at all times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that, yeah, man, that's pretty much my piece regarding that topic there. If you guys have 100%. any, if you guys have anything else to add, man, go ahead. Cause I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah. No, I mean, just, uh, just, you know, from working, uh, in, in law and working in film for some years now, just seeing all the horrendous things that, that have happened to people who are, you know, just they, they might be different than you. They might be, you know, that they, they might, uh, whether they're from, they have a different culture, religion, sexual orientation, anything, color of the skin. Like, come on, like I you're know. judging for that. You're, you're, they're different, and 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 you're, yeah, maybe you're a little afraid of, of you know, we're all a little afraid of of uh, change and 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 uh, and uh, differences. Um, but like, you know, you treat treat others like you want to be treated. What what if people were, were, were doing this to you. How would you feel? Like that's the number one thing. And it's a golden rule. So I, I, that's just my main thing. That's why we need to tell these stories. And, and yeah, there's just a lot of people that are afraid that are, you know, out there that don't want to come out or don't, you know, whatever, whatever it, 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 that makes them different. I want to put that out to the world. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's just tragic. You know, that's taking away a piece of somebody um, and that's the, the life that they have to live in shadows and closets and whatever, you know, that's just, it shouldn't be like that. You know, life is short, you know, respect, respect every, you know, respect others and, and cut the bullshit is what yeah. I have to say about that. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah. go ahead. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add too is that with, when you get to Frankie Firestarter, you know, what Frankie Firestarter did to me was basically, you know, He's a he's a dream destroyer. He's a he's a yeah. he's a he's a roadblock on your path to salvation. Right. And you know, a lot of times and this is in all types of industries, right? I don't know if Jordan if you ever endured this with your path on salvation. We have detractors and a lot of those detractors 
we can't take too seriously. And Jordan and John, that you guys know, the 50 tractors on a path of salvation that put a lot of potholes on there because their dreams never came a reality. Either they had roadblocks in their life, they had, uh, you know, either family members who were playing uh, a game of puppet, ventriloquist with them. You know, we've got a lot of parents out there that are strict on their kids and put strings on their kids and treat them like a howdy duty puppet. Right. Um, so we got like a lot of things on our, on our, you know, we got a lot of detractors, a lot of these detractors. And I'm telling all the, and I'm, I'm really shooting out to the young people out there, the Gen Z people that we're really targeting, the young millennials out there, the young people out there. I just want to let all you guys know. I mean, my, you guys my, my, gener- my generation. So everybody that's from my generation right, right now, please listen. Right. Whether it be professional wrestling, whether it be just really entertaining, whether you are, uh, you know, pursuing just some occupation. And I, I, I see that what the young people are doing in all occupations. They want to be entrepreneurs. They want to lead by example. So one thing that you have to tell them, because I know you guys are, and it's a beautiful thing. Don't be ashamed of it. I know you guys have some sensitivity. I see it every day. That's a beautiful thing. It's a loving thing. But you have to understand, there's going to be detractors on your path to salvation. What I'm going to tell you, as long as you keep your love inside your heart, you got to make sure you walk with your head up high, your shoulders back, because those detractors, when they see you, that you want to make a statement with that attitude. As long as you keep the love, make sure you have that strength in you. Those detractors are going to run away with their tail in between their legs. Because those people can never, ever amount to what you're doing because you're working hard. But the detractors, they keep making excuses, excuses after a while, because they do not want to put the effort that maybe you are doing out there. You gotta stick to that and stick out. Now, if there is a detractor out there that's listening to this and says, "Oh, I want, I like the finish people's dreams, like the levels that Frankie Firestar stood to in our documentary about Gene Frankie," detractor, stop doing that. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from the problems maybe that you endured with your dreams. Put that aside and just get some love in your heart and start to rise above. And trust me, you'll succeed. And that's how we can actually have a whole happy, sacred of a land we could have a quality where we could actually love each other, well, you got to see the good enough. You got problems? Listen, God throws problems at us all the time. We got problems on our path to salvation, on our dreams. What we do, we go low, we go low, we think outside the box. It was about it, Gene Frankie. There were times when John and I went all the way low down to the, the lowest pothole. And this is the point. We thought we were going to suffer and give up on this project. But we kept thinking, 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 thinking thinking outside the box, growing our minds, expanding our minds. And that's what you got to do. You go low, you'll do some amazing things with that mind. Yeah, and I, I want people to take away from this interview. Yes, this is a wrestling podcast, casual interview. Yes. But also, what you guys should take away from this is just be a good person. Stop with the negativity. Stop putting people down. I just never understand that. Why do people that put others down think it's a good thing like they go off on it you know what i mean and it's sad i don't understand that and if somebody like for me i'll take me for example okay i'll use myself as an example um i told people for years i want to be a wwe writer i want to be a writer for a wrestling promotion do you know what i had people tell me they were saying oh you uh, the the fake shit you want to be in the, the fake industry. Well, first of all, God rest her soul, my mom. God rest her soul. Uh, she actually got me into the industry. So for people that think, oh, I just found it. Nah, not really. My mom started watching it. 
And I'm like, well, mom, what the hell is this? I, it was on an episode of Monday Night Raw. I think it was The Undertaker. That's why I gravitate to The Undertaker so much. And I consider Undertaker the, the greatest ever. And my mom was like, yeah, that's Undertaker. And he's facing, I, I forgot who he was facing on Raw. And I, I was hooked from the start. And this was around 1999, towards the end of the Attitude Era. Early 2000s is when I really started watching uh, pro wrestling. And I was hooked from then. I got DVDs and everything, and I still had people that even loved me. Why are you watching wrestling, Jordan? I had my brothers who were wrestling fans. Oh, Jordan, it, it's fake, right? I'm like, yeah, but yes, no. And then they're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch anymore. Come to find out a couple years later, they're starting to keep up with it through me. Oh, Jordan, what's happening on this show? Oh, Brock Lesnar's coming back, this and that. And so it's just like, I knew it. You're a wrestling fan in heart. You just either don't want to come out because wrestling is a niche thing. You're scared to come out as a wrestling fan. Or you just either grew out of it. Or you're one of these people that my brothers are in. Oh, it's fake. I'm not watching anymore. So no matter what profession you're in, if it's music or whatever, and you like it and you have those detractors, fuck those detractors, man. Especially if you're trying to chase something that I'm trying to chase. Screw those people. Do what you have to do. Put your head yeah, down man. and go to work. Absolutely. Fucking the hell, man. So what it is. So so listen, I um I want I don't wanna end this conversation. So you guys are gonna keep uh this this going because there's so much to say. I gotta run. I'm gonna keep the line open, but before I go, as I promised, I wanna provide that promo code. So if you wanna you know, get your hands on the documentary. Now's the time. So uh, the promo code is, pull that up right now. So this is going to give you 50% off the documentary for 20 people. So the first 20 people to access this code, it's B-I-T, so bit.ly slash wrestling takeover. So bit.ly Slash wrestling takeover. You, you you know you're one of the first twenty people. You'll have fifty percent off, so you could watch it. You could see what this is all about. Um, and you know, I, I this is again this this is a story that needs to be told. I think this is going to open a lot of eyes. And this is just the beginning. Um, really, you know, this is this is you know this is the beginning of finally getting these types of stories out there. Um, because there's just, there's just not enough of it. There's not enough. You know, these people are talking about it, but you know, it's, it's, I don't know if they're taking you seriously enough, like what these, these wrestlers are going through. And so I'm so excited to share this with all of you. Please share it with your friends as well. This is a story that needs to be heard. So thank you very much. You guys continue. Can't wait to, uh, you know, to keep, to keep the conversation going. And, uh, again, appreciate the support. Thank you so much for coming on to the Thank show. You, I, appreciate I, I appreciate it, John. Thank you so much. No doubt. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of the conversation. All right, brother. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man. This was really, really fun. I enjoyed it. The story was very emotional, man. Very emotional, Justin. From Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the stuff I was seeing, I had my brothers watch it, too. And my brothers use the adjectives. This is what they told me. Uh, this is a very sad story. It's a very fucked up story. Uh, Frankie, 
Um, <laughs> my brother was like, well, Frankie is really like a different human being. And I'm like, yeah, he's completely different from, you know, what you would usually see different personalities. And so they were really onto the character development of pretty much everybody, but they were really honed in on Frankie and his story. And so, um, my brother actually is going to watch it again. He's at work right now. And so, uh, I sent him the link to, uh, the documentary. And so he's going to watch it again as well because he loved it so much. And so well, that's he, great. I'm really happy. To uh, no, I was going to say that, uh, uh, he told me, uh, let me know who, uh, was, um, doing the documentary and stuff. And, uh, he just wanted to uh, say thank you um, for creating this and telling your story. And so this is on behalf of my brother to you. Well, thank you. And you're welcome. Um, you know, and also a lot, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, you know, I would say for the most part, the, the gratitude also I, it really has to go to John, you know, John, you know, John thought outside the box for this great production. So I was, you know, he, you know, got in touch with me about it. So we really have to give, you know, really the, the, the highest standards really John, uh, Victor Ambrose, J.B. Ambrose, executive and director of the film, for coming up with what we could do on so many platforms for, uh, you know, what's going on in today's society, as well as our, um, our, our work with the business we love, the business that we all consider to be the greatest in the world, because, you know, which we feel is the real world, is professional wrestling. You know, um, and, you know, as I said, when we have people that look down upon it, that means they're scared to death because they don't want to enter the real world. So, um, you know, it's just, John is, is, is just, it's just great, great, an incredible filmmaker. This is his, this is actually his first film. This is his first really? film. And for his first film. Yeah, first film. First film. You know, it, and it's incredible, the, 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 the growth, the, just what he came up with and, even, but you know, it's just incredible how he, you know, he's a guy, he's such a brilliant, brilliant mind, brilliant filmmaker, brilliant mind. And he's very you know, creative. He's a brilliant mind. and cre Yeah. And even business wise too, he's great. You know, he's a great business mind. He has he's so multifaceted when it comes to, um, you know, his industry and work ethic and everything. And he, he wears so many hats and he represents, and yeah, you know, I'm the stupid, you know, John represents, you know, but you know, I would say for the most part, John represents all the hats of the blue collar working class, the white collar, you know, right. I don't like to label cops, but you know, he, he, he displays all those work ethics. So, you know, and I know we have that division sometimes where, you know, a guy says, well, I'm a plumber and I, I'm not as good as a lawyer. Oh, no, that lawyer can't even, well, I know John was a lawyer. Too. <laughs> <laughs> an example, you know, the plumber is, is but we also understand too, that there's no, there's nothing wrong with, you know, the hardworking class with the, the white, with the white, quote unquote, white collar professional, whatever, because remember, those two have to coexist sometimes. What if this, what if we have the plumber who comes up with a franchise? He thinks he can take this public. Right. Or, or what if the lawyer, or what if a lawyer or some sort of executive sees the plumber and says, you know, we are you doing things? You're getting very creative with this. I've never seen a plumber work like this. And he may say, well, you know, you should think about maybe broadening this and make this a bigger business. And the plumber will say, I don't know. I've got to think about that. I will go home, brainstorm his ideas, and he comes up with some stuff that are pretty genius that maybe even Vince McMahon would be able to come up with. So John wears all these different hats, 
you know, yeah. doing all the working class, all this other stuff, the guy who sits by the desk. And a lot of times in life, you know, we, we don't really take that seriously. We always think that, okay, well, I'm this way and this guy's this way. Well, that means that, you know, I can't, we can't coexist. No, no. And John just displays that with this incredible masterpiece. John, shout out to you, brother. Uh, thank you so much for uh, sending me this and having me be a part of this entire story and having your story get out there. Same to you as Justin. Thank you so much for this. A big opportunity. Um, I had uh, my brother again. He told me. I told him what's going on. And he's like, really? They came to you? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's an honor and a privilege for you guys to send me uh, this documentary. And I'm actually going to watch it again as soon as we're done here because it was so good. I'm going to actually watch it for a second time. Awesome. So I just wanted to let you know awesome. that. And um, again, thank you so much for uh, this opportunity. Um, before we before we go, um, do you have any social media and anything that uh, you want to plug? If so, go right ahead. Yes. Well, we have the Jambone Pictures YouTube channel, um, which is uh, youtube.com slash jambrose. ENT. That's youtube.com slash Jambro's ENT. That's the Jambone Pictures YouTube channel. We have the Jambone Pictures Facebook page. We also also have the uh, Ballad of June Frankie TikTok and Instagram pages, which is how I found you on Instagram. We even have the Ballad of June Frankie uh, Twitter page as well. And of course, you can get the movie. Um, of course, we got the discount here, but normally we also have the Vimeo on Demand page for the Ballad of June Frankie as well. But make sure you get that discount, you listeners, because if you don't, you're going to have to pay the regular rental fee of $3.99 or purchase $9.99 for purchase. So make sure you get that discount. But normally that's what we charge, $3.99 rental, $9.99 purchase. Um, and also, also let everyone know, we are going on to our 19th International Independent Film Festival uh, coming up in India on August 28th. Um, we've been accepted by, yeah, over 19 international film festivals, um, uh, like over the film fest out in the United Kingdom, which was a um, a virtual fest, but we had so much fierce competition. Wow! In that festival, uh, we had other LGBT movies on there. We had even uh, you know kind of crit you know critically acclaimed independent filmmakers. We were so blessed to be accepted to GIFF. And if you go to the Global Indie Film Fest uh, page uh, website, we're still on there. Our trail, the first trailer is even on there. And yeah, we just been busting a move, uh, you know. So Italy, India, United Kingdom, India, we've been, and India's growing for professional wrestling. You see that. Um, and also with our trailers on, on YouTube, on the GM Bone page, um, for an indie, indie wrestling documentary, we have a, a solid amount, um, you know. And also the, the, the top two countries in the YouTube demographic system for our air campaigns were Mexico and the United States of America. Which, as you know, Jordan, have always been two very passionate countries. Oh yeah, professional wrestling, and of course we had some other, yeah, and of course we had some other other, other countries. Like that India, I believe Japan as well. Don't forget the UK. Um, so it's, it's been UK. I believe it was on there too. Yeah, thank you for okay. reminding me about that. Yeah, so we, we made sure with the ad campaign that we zeroed in on a lot of countries that you know that were, were that were getting involved in it already had that stand standard barrel of 
big passion about wrestling. And also, we're trying to also educate countries that don't normally have professional wrestling. That we made a whole list of John and I. Right. The countries are lacking it that we can target with the ad campaign, and we've done that too. Because, as you know, Jordan, professional wrestling is something that it could be brought in. And you know, you and I come from both passionate backgrounds. John comes from a passionate background, and we get passionate. We got so many emotions inside of us. Professional wrestling is our greatest outlet, which is why professional wrestling fans, talent, crew, everybody, we are the greatest people in the world by heart. Oh, definitely. And uh, I'm not going to ever stop watching pro wrestling. So that's people. Uh, that's just never going to happen. So uh, again, thank you, mom, for uh, actually having me become a fan because uh, I'm taking this and uh, I'm taking it broader. I'm working every single day to uh, improve the podcast, grow the podcast and for you guys uh, to reach out to me. And to get your platform, to get your project out there to the world. That's the highest honor for you guys to choose me out of everybody. I think that is uh, very much appreciated. And uh, I'm very humbled that you guys chose me. I really appreciate it. I know I've been thanking you guys a lot, but it just really means a lot to me. So, um, can you hear me, Justin? Yeah, I can still hear you. I'm okay. Still there. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys uh, so much, you and John, uh, for telling your story. And uh, like I said, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to rewatch it again. And um, I'm going to continue to uh, preach to everybody to go and check out uh, the story as well and the documentary on my social media platforms. You guys follow me, JT Takeover, on Twitter. I will promote it over there. I also will promote it on Instagram at the wrestling takeover as well. So, uh, Justin, thank you so much for this. Please tell John, uh, that I appreciate him telling his story as well. And for you telling the story as well, uh, right here on the wrestling takeover. Thank you so much, man. I know you got things to do, so, uh, I'm gonna let you go, brother. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you soon, man. Like you soon. Look forward to it. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. It's a good podcast today. Good podcast, man. Um, again, shout out to John. Shout out to uh, Justin for telling this story, man. A beautiful story. Again, if you guys have not gone out and seen the bald of Gina and Frankie, uh, please go out and uh, support uh, the documentary. Thank you guys so much once again for listening to the Wrestling Takeover, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity and honesty. Again, follow me on uh, discusspw.com. Follow all of my wrestling articles on that site. New articles will be dropping this week, so tap into that wrestling website. Again, follow me on Twitter at J. Excuse me at JT Takeover. And on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Um, new episodes will be dropping this week as well. Uh, we got AEW tomorrow. And uh, we got a lot of SummerSlam stuff. Getting ready for Saturday for SummerSlam 2022, man. WWE, we'll see what's popping on Saturday, man. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And I will see you guys next time.